previously on Ars Paradoxica. My name is Sally Grissom, and I think I accidentally invented time travel. We'll be shutting down operations of the Office of Developed Anomalous Resources effective immediately. We're taking you to the town of Point of Exile, Colorado. Come on, Bill. That sounds made up. What are we even doing here in the middle of nowhere with you doing God knows what and me sitting around all day wishing that for once we could just be a normal couple who live in a normal town and have normal lives? Why? Because I will believe the work you're doing was will change the world for the better. I want to see this machine work. I want to see it help somebody. Please, you have to help him. You understand that all of it was for the good of Odar, for the good of all of us. And now he's dying. of Sally Grissom, August 18th, 1946. You know, I gotta say, I think living in Point of Exile has really been good for my long-term mental health. I'm not surrounded by military police, I can walk more than a mile without hitting empty desert, and I can have a hobby that isn't immediately snatched up by the War Department. In the last couple months, I've sort of become Point of Exile's resident tinker, fixing appliances, that sort of thing. News of my answer, Tron, spread quickly, and nothing stays quiet for long in a small town like this. I started getting calls from people I don't even know, just so they could hear it. A lot of them were disappointed when I actually picked up. And at least one didn't even believe I was really on the other end of the line. Hello? Ooh, so how's this supposed to work? Uh, like a phone call? You talk to me, and then I respond, we, <laughs> we converse? Well... This is amazing! Absolutely amazing! You must have so many responses, right? Responses to... Oh, no, no, you're talking to me, to a person. Yeah, right. See, this all sounds good, real convincing. But I can tell. It's your voice. It's all high-pitched. It sounds like a Victrola. Oh, wow, whoops. You got me. Yep, I am just a recording. Ha! I knew it. What a two-bit con. I don't know what she expected. Uh, that I was some kind of perfect telephone robot ghost in the machine. I would need to, like, what? Solve voice synthesis, speech recognition, natural language processing, and just have a few dozen teraflops lying around? Come on. I might be a genius from the future, but I'm not magic. That said, I've realized that the calculations required by the timepiece are definitely going to need a computer. Well, maybe not the full von Neumann compatibility, but it's going to need an internal logic unit of some kind, and it can't be the size of a pickup truck, so I've been tooling around with pre-inventing the transistor. 
I requisitioned some germanium and some gold, but this stuff is a lot harder to find when you don't have the full power of Bell Labs behind you. Half the labor is in getting materials pure enough to work with. It's not like there's a rare metals refinery in town. I mean, I do have a small forge, but it's not like I could just take... Hmm. Huh. I've got an idea. I'm gonna have to come back to this. Anyway, so I've been trying to keep stuff like this outside of Wyatt and Robert's work, because I believe there's still room for surprises in the world, but I think I might talk to Partridge about it. His background will help with the logic gates, and he's been a pretty good sounding board, if nothing else. When I've got transistors down, I might try my hand at building a portable radio. Though that could be getting a little ahead of the 20th century, so I won't push my luck. After we disproved Robert's theory of positive time motion a few months ago, I've had the team working on something different. Using timepiece tech to generate a region of null time motion. Basically, we crank up the emitters until the gluon wall just barely begins to condense, then pull back on the... It's just a, t it's a time bubble. Time passes in the bubble, time stays still outside the bubble, time bubble. I don't need to use impressive jargon all the time. What is this, my graduate thesis? So, we're essentially trying to oscillate the time direction of a spatial volume in an anchor field at a frequency that neutralizes the negative time acceleration to achieve a Minkowski inner product with a null signature. I'm doing it again. Basically, you use the, you use the timepiece to move backwards for, say, one second, and then let one second of real time elapse, then move one second backwards, then one second forward, etc. Outside, time stays frozen in that second. Time bubble. Of course, cycling once per second is far too slow and unwieldy to be practical, so you need to increase the frequency of those micro-jumps a whole lot. And that is a dangerous prospect with a timepiece. Anyway, that's why I need a better computing system, to stop physics from ripping itself a new asshole. Again. And while Roberts and Wyatt work on that... <laughs> well... While Roberts works on that, Partridge is going into a deep dive to figure out how to utilize the tachyonic bursts created by timepiece jumps. Photons moving faster than light are released at the position of the event, and travel backwards accordingly. Years ago, in Palvo, when I first met Partridge, we had an issue with a similar emission knocking out power in the town, because of a test in our relative future. But since then, we've figured out how to stop it from causing electrical interference. I remember realizing that, in the hours leading up to the revision of that timepiece spec, that since we didn't measure any interference, our hypothesis would be correct. Getting the results before you've started? Oh, if all my work could have gone that smoothly. <laughs> I think about the Sally Grissom I was three years ago. Like... If she were confronted with a paradox like this, well, she'd shy away from it. Or, or stick her fingers in her ears and tune it out. Or maybe just run away, screaming in terror. But we'll grow since then. Have grown since then? Now I only mostly want to have run away. I, I mean, I just only mostly want to run away. Jeez. Word salad. Am I right? Ugh, you're never going to respond, are you? I guess even I wish my recordings could talk back. I am at my home, Anthony. I am fresh off an 18-hour shift, and I don't have time for your fantasy patient game. I understand you've just gotten home, Gordon. If you could just tell me... Gordon! All right, I'm heading out. 
You two have got it from here? Yep, I just need to finish up some paperwork. Roberts, I think this is the first time in a month you're out of here before we are. I wanted to actually make myself look nice for once before the show. I'm excited, aren't you? Can't wait. See you in a few hours. She's gone. So what did you want to show me? Okay, take a look at these blueprints. Sure, let me see. I've been working on a new circuit design. Should decrease the load on the navigation layer. What is it supposed to be? I mean, it looks like it... No, that can't... But you must be joking. This is a joke, right? Nope. All real. Theoretically validated, I guess, if you believe the ontological validity of a theory of electricity that only exists in my mind. Is this your own development, or is this a cheat? You know what? I'm not sure it matters. Either way, I'm impressed. Well, a little bit of it is my own ingenuity, so I could actually build it. But, yeah, I had help. Does this do what I think it does? Mm-hmm. You've cracked semiconduction. <laughs> this doesn't have the reliability issues of cat's whiskers? Just you wait. In my day, there will be billions of these on a board the size of a quarter. They'll toss these into Hallmark cards. And then you'll throw them out, because they are at best trivial and at worst actively irritating. You're dangling a beautiful future in front of my face that I'll never get to see. Who's to say you won't see it? I've done the math, Sally. I'll be nearly a hundred by the time your present comes. You won't have to wait that long. You'll definitely see at least the greeting cards. Well, you'll probably have to wait a few decades before the really cool computer returns start coming in, but... What are you going to do with this? Well, I've just got some blueprints and a marginal confidence that it'll probably work. But in the future, I want to use a version of this to start building discrete logic gates. For the timepiece? That's the idea, yeah. If we can offload some of the calculations from the mechanical switches, we could cut down on the size and get a navigation vector that much faster. Off the top of my head, we could slim down to just the first three bays and then take the... Why did you have to show me this? What do you mean? I got a one-track mind with this kind of stuff. I'm a greyhound. Dangle something shiny and new in front of my face and nothing in the world will stop me from daydreaming about the possibilities here with your... What are you calling it? It's a transconductive circuit. And what is it called in your day? It's called a transistor. And I was going to tell you to stop going forward with your telephone experiments. You, uh, you know about that. Of course I do. I was at Lou's diner and I heard someone talking about some woman with a weird gadget on her telephone. Weird gadgets lead right to your door. I was just tinkering around with some stuff. Were you tinkering around or were you testing the waters of how much 20... You could bring to town. You were the one who told me that it didn't matter if I sure, altered the Sure, but that past. was before all this timepiece drama. Before we lost Quentin. That wasn't my fault. I know it wasn't. There was an angry widow and some sort of self-fulfilling paradox logic. I get it, but you have to admit that you... That all of us are toying with forces outside our control. Now you're the one giving lectures about where man was not meant to tread. I'm not just talking about the science. You might be wise to keep a low profile. Do you remember back in Polvo, the G-man who told us we were fired? Uh, sort of. Co Collins? Cornwall? Cornish. Hank Cornish. What about him? I saw him the other day. You saw him? Down at the Five and Dime, he was just walking through the aisles. What, here? Like, point of exile here, and it was him? The same guy? I'm sure it's Cornish. He even said he was working with the Central Intelligence Group when he showed up in December. Which means he could just be part of the upcoming CI move-in over the next couple of months. Or he's just here on holiday. Or... Or... There's something weird going on. 
That's got to be quite the coincidence, Sally. The guy who hands out our discharge papers suddenly shows up right in our backyard. The backyard that Donovan says is so remote we may as well be ghosts? Something's up. I know it. I'd say you were being paranoid if I didn't already know that we have a good reason to be paranoid. What I'm trying to say, Sally, is be careful. There are monsters under the bed, whether you can see them or not. I'll sleep with one eye open. Good move. Grissom Diary. About quarter before eight, August 18th. We're investigating some of Partridge's claims about the appearance of one Agent Hank Cornish. So, I've snuck the tap out after hours. To be fair, we don't exactly have the best security at the research site. Or any security at all, really. Well, we have Wickman. Is he really security? I thought he was just Bill's major dormo. According to him, he's bounced all over the place. It's not like we have ranks anymore. I thought you didn't want your voice to be recorded, for culpability's sake. Oh, hell, I'm sure they have enough to hang me for treason somewhere. How did you even convince me to come out here in the first place? I'll sleep with one eye open. Good move. Partridge? Yeah? Do you want to borrow the tap and investigate what you saw? Absolutely. As I recall, it wasn't difficult. What about you? Well... My audio diaries probably paint a pretty damning case against me. Did I ever tell you my theory about Polvo? Which one? Microphones in the walls. Huh? Occasionally, when I was working or eating dinner, I'd hear a little whirr. Helen insisted I see a doctor get my ears checked, but they never found anything. I used to joke that Bill had put microphones in the walls and recorded everything we said. Funny joke. He loved the damn things, too. Once said something about radio being the future of espionage. You're saying... Everything we ever said in New Mexico was bugged? Probably not. It's more likely paranoia manufactured by my overtired mind. I mean, there was probably a recorder in his office, which makes sense. But everywhere? I mean, come on, that'd be overkill. Yeah. Overkill. Of course, your gadgets are the future of espionage now. No pun intended. Yes, there was. Yes, there was. So are we gonna do this? I feel weird standing alone in this parking lot. I'm booting it up. I gotta say, we do have some really neat toys. It's smaller than the last time I saw it. I made a few modifications to the tap right before Pablo fell apart. Inside here, there's a heavily modified miniature version of the timepiece. We don't have to keep it plugged in. Also, it's inert now. I'm so glad I won't have to worry about June Barlow murdering me. Well, not through cross-time shenanigans, at least. Do we... Whatever happened to her? Chet. Uh... You know, I'm not rightly sure. She fired a gun on an employee at a military base. I assume she must have been court-martialed or something. Huh. Grim. So when did you see Cornish? It was after work on Wednesday. Wednesday evening, you said? A more accurate time frame would help. Try between 6.30 and 7. Well, here's you. Did he have anything distinguishing on? A hat or something? Look at this scene, Sally. Do you see anyone not wearing a hat? Hell, I'm wearing a hat right there. I'm sorry I asked. Oh, wait, stop! That's him! That's him right there! That guy? Let's get a closer look. Oh, 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 oh sorry. Uh, sorry. Excuse me. Uh, of the interior. No, come on, that can't be We're right. We have to follow him. What? We have to follow him, find out where he goes, what he's doing. Partridge, 
it's getting pretty late. The, the show is starting soon. I know, I know. Just humor me. We follow where he's going, see if it's anything interesting, and then I'll drive over there. You won't miss it. I thought you would be the one who was concerned about missing it. This was your idea. Are you going to help me or not? Four days later, this is the slowest speed car chase I have ever heard of. Well, if you paid better attention to the car we're tailing, I wouldn't keep missing turns. I'm looking through a 75-pound time-traveling camera. It's not exactly designed for mobile use. All of these houses look the same at night. Hey, he's slowing down. He's pulling into that house over there. Remember this address. 175 Avenue. Is he doing anything else? I don't know. Probably putting away his... Someone else is pulling into the driveway. Oh, good. More spooks. Uh-oh. What is it? Drive. Now. What is it? Just drive. Wickman was there. Showed up at Cornish's safe house like he was expected. Like he was coming around for Sunday brunch. They must be working together. That's inferring a lot of intent from what you saw. I know what I saw, okay? You were right. There's more than meets the eye. Are you happy? Why the hell would I be happy about this? Let's just... Go to the thing, okay? I don't want to think about this until tomorrow. I'm... I can't go. Why not? I can't. You're not going to show up for your own wife. It's not that. It's actually exactly that. Few statements are as definitive as, I can't go, because you aren't going to a thing. Look, I'll drive you over there, but don't tell Helen I did. Don't tell the rest of them I was here, either. I'll bring the tap back to the lab, and no one will know it was moved. Jesus, what's wrong with you? I'm not going to lie to your wife for you. So you're just going to go in there and tell her, oh, your husband and I stole some equipment from work so we could spy on some spies. No. Good. Thank you. What am I going to say when she asks? Tell her... I don't know. Just tell her whatever feels right. Accept the truth? I know I'm asking a lot of you, but... Thank you. You better not be seeing someone on the side. I promise you, I'm not. I believe you. But I'm not sure that makes it better. I don't believe that there's no way this isn't radiation poisoning. If I could just take a look at the patient... It's not radiation. I'm telling you, it's not. Actually, what would you think if there was radiation? Hey there, Officer Wickman. Doc, you came to see her perform? Yeah, wanted to come out and show my support. You seen Dr. Partridge around anywhere? Can't make it. He was mumbling something about uh, leaky capacitors when I left. I sent his regards to the Woman of Honor, obviously. Roberts, Wyatt, and his girl are over at that table over there. You want to join us? Yeah, I'll stop by, sure. Wickman. Hey, pull up a chair. Hello, everyone. Good to see yes, you. And you're my this baby. Yes. Pennywise, this is officer of the very first class, Chet Wickman. Wickman, Wise. Pleasure to meet you. I'm sure. But Chet's the man who keeps us safe while we're on campus. What's the threat to a weather research station? Jackrabbits? Radio men raiding for forecasts? <laughs> Rowdy clouds? There's always something going on. You should be grateful that my job is mostly quiet. Guys, sh she's on.
is fantastic. Does your friend do this often? It's the first time in a long time, I think. Do you know how long it's been, Dr. Grissom? I, uh, I don't think Helen has sung in public since the partridges flew to New Mexico. It's a shame. Don't hide your gifts. Y you know, like the parable of the talents? I thought that was a story warning against bearing money in the ground. I thought it was supposed to be Christ's endorsement of investment capitalism. What I'm saying is she should keep it up. I think there's a future in that for her. Yeah, if only Dr. Partridge had been here to see it. Where is he, anyway? Still at work. He didn't want to miss it. You know how busy we've been. Blame me for it. We usually do, Jack. At least we got out. Why don't we do this more often, anyway? I feel like I never see you guys anymore. Yeah, Jack. Why do I never see you anymore? Ever since I got one round ahead of you in our Dilemma series, you've been dodging me at lunch. Yeah. Dilemma? You are the one Esther's mom invented game. this card game. Jack's the only one of us who can play it. Do I have to she tried to teach me once, and I got a nosebleed. I'm never sure oh. what's happening, so but I'm you pretty winning, sure they're both crazy good. On the line, so you can try to build another slow I round. wouldn't need a new opponent if a worthy one would just step up. I'm right here, like I've always been. With the stakes as high as they are, it might be prudent to play something else. I, I don't know why I'm even fighting for this. You can barely hold a river set together. It's like watching a toddler do her taxes. I'd thought you'd want an easy fight. That way you can put your name all over the leaderboard and you don't have to share leaderboard? it with anyone. Leaderboard? What leaderboard? Nobody else plays. There's a big empty space right where your name is and you're the one who gave it up. They're not arguing you. about cars, are they? You gave a nope. the the Black Friday deserter I know you were cheating. That's preposterous and you know it. You know what you're you too did. Scared a to a admit guilty conscience means lost. no accuser. And yet you accuse. I had both those fives fair and square. I shouldn't put up with this weak tea when I could get four times the competition from Dr. Grissom. Don't bring me into this. Oh, well, excuse me for wanting to explore a deep and engaging rule set with a friend. Well, you should try playing against yourself. You know, it's exhausting. Quiver this and divide the flop that. It is not solitary, Why Esther. play when your opponent is a goldfish on the floor? You know, you are such a, a... Jack. Jack, I think it's time to go. Yeah, I... That sounds like a good idea. I'm really sorry. Jack's really sorry, too. He better be, or... Yes, sir. Not the time. Well, I'm I'm feeling... I, I don't know how to put it. Is, is there some Greco-Roman-sounding word that means a mix of fear, malaise, and anger? Ennui? I should have known that one. You said it, not me. What's wrong? I almost died in the service of not ruining a Christmas party. That is not a healthy work environment. That's one way to put it. <laughs> and the project? I don't even know what we're doing anymore. The end goal? I, I don't I don't know I ever even knew what it was. It isn't right. He doesn't get to treat you like yesterday's news and still work you like a dog. Penny. Jack, look around you. The war's over. It's time to stop fighting. But I don't want to leave. Sally might act like a moon person, but she's saved my bacon more times than I can count. And I've worked with Esther since my graduate days. She was right that I've been letting her down. It's not fair to her. Or the rest of them. I know you care about your friends, but you've got to do what's best for you. And I don't think that it's going to be slaving away on secret science, whatever the hell it is, until there's nothing left of you. You had too much to drink tonight and got a little heated. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but how many nights am I gonna have just a little too much and then and then things get heated and I, I feel like I'm out of control. Ever since the morphine they gave me ran out, I've had this pain in my head where I was hit. I'm so sorry. Nothing makes it go away. Nothing except 
the drink. Oh, Jack, I had no idea. Sometimes I can't get out of bed without any. <laughs> One time I even calculated how long it'd be until I was sober and could go to work. I didn't want to say anything because things have been going so well and I'm just afraid. It hurts so much to think with the pain and what good am I if I can't think? You're good to me. You're better than you think. I don't want to see you hurt yourself. I don't know if I can choose between pain on one side and poison on the other. Those can't be your only choices. We'll find another way. We? I figured if I told you, you'd be gone faster than I'm not I... going anywhere. I'm so glad you told me. Now I can help too. Penny, I... Thank you. Risk of hemorrhage, aneurysms, inflamed hypothalamus, aphasia. He's got frequent nosebleeds. Hypothalamus is inflamed. It's a massive, extensive lesioning. Risk of hemorrhage of the brain. If it makes you feel any better, I've never heard about tense specific aphasia either. Yes, I know you're the doctor. I didn't mean. Okay. Well, thanks anyway. Thank you. Yeah. Goodbye. I take it there's been no luck. I called everybody I knew, a few people I don't. You won't be happy with the results. You said you were working on something? They've been testing an experimental therapy on rats. Results were inconclusive. How inconclusive? It might help him, but it might not. No matter what, you really don't want to be one of those rats. Doesn't sound like our most solid plan ever. Whatever we do, it would be cutting it close if we started on it yesterday. We're out of options. Ars Paradoxica was created by Daniel Manning and Misha Stanton. Episode 7, Distraction, written by Daniel Manning, directed and produced by Misha Stanton. Featuring Kristen DiMercurio as Sally Grissom, Ren Beeler as Chet Wickman, Robin Gabrielli as Anthony Partridge, Susanna Cavi as Helen Partridge, Katie Speed as Esther Roberts, Zach Ehrlich as Jack Wyatt, and Charlotte Mary Wen as Penny Wise, as well as Zach Stevens and Aaron Bark, with special thanks to Isabel Atkinson. Original music by Misha Stanton and by Eno Friedman Broadman. You can hear more at enoofficial.com or at enomusic.bandcamp.com. This episode also features the song A Nightingale Sang in Barclay Square, performed by Susanna Cavi. Come find us wherever we are on the internet. Our website, arsparadoxica.com, where you can find episode transcripts or grab merchandise at our store. You can also reach us anytime on your social medium of choice, at arsparadoxica, or at our email, arsparadoxica at gmail.com. If it's Ars Paradoxica, it's probably us. Ars Paradoxica is made possible by listeners like you. If you enjoy what we've done here, consider leaving us a nice review. And if you can pitch in anything to help us keep the lights on, go to patreon.com slash arsparadoxica and pledge to support us monthly. And finally, Ars Paradoxica is brought to you by the internet. It's never been easier to call your mom. Tell her how you're doing.
one, six, one, twenty two, one, twenty three, twelve, ten, twenty four, eight, seventeen, one. The weather in Tulsa today is showers.